Good morning and welcome to my podcast, Breadcrumbs. And I'm your host, Ashley, aka Ash Kitten. And let's get started. We are doing a three part series right now. I'm doing, I don't know why I said we, but I'm doing a three part series right now. And it is, um, some of it is already like pre written that I wrote. And some of it is just me organically speaking. So I know that it works. Like me just talking um, from my podcast works the way it does. Because I'm really just coming up with things. Like I have a general idea of what I'm going to talk about. And then I talk about it. And it just comes from the heart. However, I did write some things. And um, made a three-part series of it. Um, and... I feel like it's from the heart as well, like, because I wrote it, but also it's, um, I don't know, it's like a piece of me, and I want to share it with you guys. So some of it I'm going to expand on with just talking, and I'm going to read some of it, hopefully. I don't sound stupid reading it. I'm so sorry. I'm so tired today. Um, it is Sunday. If you're listening to this on any other day, happy any other day, but happy Sunday if you're listening to it on Sunday. And we talked in the first um, episode of this series about positivity and the power of positivity and how it was three parts. And now we're into the second um, portion of this and it's a process. So... The three-piece process is in three parts each. So it's like nine, really nine parts, but if you're like part 1A, part 1B, part 1C, part 2A, part 2B, part 2C, and so on. So this is going to be the second part, three parts of the second part, if that makes sense. Three, the three subparts of the second part, (laughs) sorry. Try not to get hung up on you. Okay, so the second P is perspective. So we talked about the first P being positivity. The second P is perspective. Perspective of my past is the f- first part of the second part. Perspective of my past. How far have I come? What accomplishments have I made? There was once a friend of mine who said she did nothing right in life but raised two wonderful kids. Imagine my astonishment that she used such a great success as a negative comment about herself. She started her sentence in such a negative way that you would think it would have sounded like, I did nothing right, or I did nothing right in life but make a sandwich. She had to have done a lot right in order to raise two wonderful children. She made some mistakes, of course, but we all do. That's just a part of life. And her kids were indeed pretty wonderful. A lot of love had to be poured into them day in and day out. A lot of sacrifices had to have been made for them. And yet she considered this as the only thing she ever did right. Instead, I told her that she should get an award for being such an amazing person and parent. It takes a lot to be a parent, let alone a good one. She smiled because... I had just taken something she considered to be negative and showed her how much positivity there was in it. No, she didn't do all the things she had planned on doing, but she sacrificed a lot of her own happiness to make sure those kids had everything they needed. And I know that that in itself cost her a great deal of happiness. I remember she worked two menial jobs and she hated both jobs, but she did it because she wanted to provide for her children. She gave them so much of herself and to put that much love into parenting as she had, she truly had accomplished something paramount. No, she didn't become a lawyer or a doctor, but she made sure her kids had every opportunity that she didn't have growing up. So if they wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor, then they had a great position to start from in accomplishing their own goals, whatever they are. So don't focus on the things you haven't done yet that you wished you had done. Focus on your accomplishments. Remember in the first part, 
we were talking about the two rooms, the positivity room, and how that room had an accomplishment wall. And all the plaques started appearing on the wall with all the accomplishments you've ever done. Focus on your accomplishments. I go over all the things that I am proud of myself for doing in my mind. I think of all my accomplishments, and I go a step further, okay? Because when you were in the accomplishment room, I'm in the, the positivity room, sorry, and you were seeing your accomplishments on your accomplishment wall. You were seeing the, the plaques and, and you were seeing the awards for yourself. Even if you've never gotten an award, there should be awards in your mind for those accomplishments. But now we're going to take it a step further with this step, okay? And we're going to think of all the hard work, the determination, the commitment involved in doing those things. Think of how you made it through every obstacle how strong you are. <laughs> and think about how there were times when you were down, but you just kept going to accomplish those goals. How could you not feel good after going through that process in your mind? How can that put a, not put a smile on your face? How can you not just look at yourself as a warrior, as a mighty champion that accomplish those things, okay? Think of something in specific. Think of those specific things because I'm not being so specific right now because I want you to think of your things, but I can think of things for myself. And, and I bring up being a parent so much because I feel like that is one of the greatest accomplishments in the world is raising children. It is tough. And there are times when you want to beat your head in Times you're going to stab your eyeballs with a fork. It, it gets crazy, okay? Especially five. I have five. If you have more than that, holy cow. <laughs> and if you have less than that, you still have a lot to deal with. One kid is a handful, sometimes two. But if you're doing it, you're, you're doing it. You're pushing through. You're a champion. How far you've gotten today is because you've pushed through until today. Every accomplishment you've ever done, whether it's school, you you pushed through. You finished school. If that's what you your accomplishment, one of your accomplishments is, you finished it. You did it. You may have failed some tests along the way, but you got through to the end. If it's a marathon, you may have been tired. You may have been wanting to give up halfway through the 5K. You might have been like, no, this isn't for me. But you just kept going forward. Maybe you walked some of it so slow, but you just kept going forward. And then you got some energy and you started picking up that pace. And when you saw that finish line, you know you, you ran for it. You ran for it because that was it. You finished what you started. Anytime you finish what you started, it's a great accomplishment. Especially if there are times when... In the middle, you thought you were gonna you were gonna give up. You were gonna give up. And I heard something yesterday that I didn't put in this book, but I'm gonna apply it. And I will give credit to um was it Pastor Aaron of Radiant, I believe. Um if not, I will include the the uh the credits where credit is due in like the comments or something for this. The description. Excuse me, I'm so sorry I'm yawning. I hope I'm not making you guys tired. I'm supposed to be pepping you up. I'm making you yawn. I should be doing my ASMR podcast right now with all this yawning. Alright, anyway. So, this is what I found out yesterday. What I was mind blown with, okay? And I did not come up with this concept. The concept is, stop trying. Right? Like, oh, I tried. I just, you know, I tried. That's that's putting in, the, the definition of trying is just putting in minimal effort, expecting results. And instead of trying, I want you to now think of training. Because training has a whole different purpose. Training for something is putting all your effort into it and going when the going gets tough. And when it gets tough, you keep going. That you just, when it, when you feel tired, you keep going. Trying is like when it gets tough, like, well, mm, I tried. 
you know, did my best. And you kind of just leave it there. And it stays there. But training is you get better. You get motivated. You keep pushing through the hard stuff. And you finish. You finish because you trained for it. Trying, you don't finish. No one no one says, well, I, I tried and I finished. No. That I try is, is a cop-out. I tried. So I want, I want you to think of all the times you finished. And I want you to adopt that finishing mindset. How did you get to there? How did you get those accomplishments? So what are you doing different? If you're not accomplishing something now that you want to accomplish, what are you doing different? Because I guarantee you, when you were doing it before, when whatever your accomplishment was, school, whatever, you pushed through the hard stuff. Because accomplishments aren't easy. If they were easy, they would just be like, you know, like people who climb Mount Everest, they get to the top and they're like, I did it. But they say that at the top. But when they're somewhere down the bottom freezing, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make that. They're looking at it like this mountain. I, I don't know if I can accomplish this. This is a mountain. And they doubt themselves. If they give up there. That's just trying. If they keep pushing forward, then that's training. You have to train your mind. You have to train your body. You have to train your heart. We don't, we don't talk about that enough. We're training your heart for something. Emotional things that we go through. Sometimes we give up marriage, um, relationships, friendships, even relationships with your own children. Well, I, I tried to have a relationship with them, but no, don't, don't just put in that minimal effort. Keep going. Keep pushing. Train your heart. Train your mind. Train your body to keep pushing through all the hard stuff. So I wanted to put that in there because I thought that was just so life-changing. It changed me too because hearing that just yesterday put me in a mindset of, oh, all the things that I'm like, well, I tried. It just, it made me go, wow. I really, If I really want to accomplish that, I need to train for it. I need to put in that extra effort, whether it's losing weight. I will tell you that in my experience with uh, going to the gym and things like that, it's very painful and very um, trying because of my energy loss problems and health problems and all of the stuff that I've talked about before. But I'm starting to adopt this training mindset instead of trying and I just heard this whole thing yesterday, but I didn't realize that my mind had already gone there. But yesterday when I heard this, it was like, yeah, it gave me more motivation to keep doing it. But I'm going to the gym regularly. Do I finish out? My, I do five sets of machines on the lowest setting possible because I I'm not I'm not. Uh, a gym person, but I'm not gonna let that be an excuse of why I'm not going to work my body out and I'm not gonna try to be fit. And I mean, I want to feel good about my body and myself and not, you know, just be like, well, you know, I tried, but I wasn't, I wasn't training. I just was trying. And now I'm training and all I'm doing is just making myself do it. Finish it. And it doesn't matter. I can be on the lowest bar setting. I can be on the lowest weight setting. But I'm getting through those five reps on those five machines. Doing some um, some treadmill mile after. And that's it. And some people may go hard in the paint in the gym. I'm just there to train my body to do a little bit more than I'm, than I'm used to. And when I say a little bit more than I'm used to. Walking to the mailbox. I get winded. And that may be because of health problems. And I may have post-exertional malaise, which is a part of CFS where you just, it takes your energy away and makes you more tired. But I believe in my heart that if I keep making myself do this, I'm training my body to do just a little bit more than I normally can. I'm not pushing myself too hard. I'm not going over the top and going hard in the paint like some people in the gym, but... I am at least training myself 
to do more, a little tiny bit more than what I was used to. And that's all we really need to do because if we keep pushing ourselves just that little bit more, we're still moving forward. And with the fitness thing, it may take me a heck of a lot longer to get fit like all these other people in the gym, but I'm still moving forward. I'm still moving toward that goal. So I just thought that was really a cool perspective of how to look at your things that you're trying to accomplish. But right now, right now, we are on that step of looking at the things that we've accomplished. Okay? And like I said, first step of the process. Uh, of the second P, and, and that is perspective of the past. Look at yourself as the champion who trained and got that award and got that accomplishment. I don't care if you got a physical award. In your mind, give yourself a dang award. Gold-plated. Like, make it big. Make it shiny. That's yours. Your mental award to hold on to. Put in that room, uh, that positivity room, and that wall of accomplishments. Heck, make that make that an extra room for yourself. You know, you gotta you gotta knock down that wall, and make a whole room. In that positivity room, it could be a house, that house of positivity. And one of those rooms can be your room of accomplishments and make it as big as you want because you've accomplished a lot of things in life. You just got to start counting those things. I'm talking about the big ones like school, parenting, you know, but there are a lot of things. Think, Just think about it. Think about what you've accomplished to get to where you are. Did you get through a terrible breakup that you never thought you were going to get through and you were like, I'm going to die. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wither away and die eating ice cream. There's going to be like chocolate stains on my face when they find me dead here. Like those things go through my mind, you know, with horrible events happening, breakups or whatever. Like you made it through that. You've moved on. Your heart has moved on. You've trained past that sadness. Like you have, you did it. I have a rule when it comes to breakups, though. I'm going off on a tangent, by the way, a little bit. But it's called the rule of three because I love threes. Threes, just so powerful. But the rule of three is don't take more than three days for a breakup. Don't take more than three days for a grieving period. Um, and what I mean by that, because I'm saying you're not going to be over a death of a loved one or a pet or anything like that in three days. That's not what I'm saying. Not what I'm saying. But I'm saying cry your eyes out for three days. Don't talk to anybody. Like do you on the highest level of you. If you got to lay in bed for three days and cry. All those three days. Eat ice cream. Like don't answer texts. Don't answer phone calls. Unless you want to. But I'm just saying like this is this is me. My personal rule of three. And... I just, I ghost for three days. I let some people know that I'm ghosting so they don't freaking freak out. But I don't answer phone. I don't answer texts. I don't, I watch sad movies, cry my eyes out. I have boxes of tissues and just go through. And and I feel like, I, I do, I get to that hopeless place where I feel like, you know, it's just so sad. But I let myself feel that. I, rem I want to feel that. I want to feel that lowest of lows. And, you know, I, I reminisce about the people I've lost. You know, when I'm in that moment, I get all my sadness out. I just go. I just go hard in the paint on the sadness. Just go. Sad movies, sad music. Oh, tell me about I listen to all the sad music. I have a sad music playlist. And it only gets played on my sad days. Right? But... I only take three days. So on that third day, I'm getting it all out. On the next day after that, I wake up kind of refreshed. I got out all that sadness. And I was like, man, I was in a low place these past three days. Low. And I'm definitely not saying if you have any addictions to, to splurge on that. Do, 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 do not. Do not. Um, don't. Like, if you're, you know, an alcoholic, don't drink for those three days. That's not what I'm saying. But emotionally purge. 
It's a purge of emotions. Okay, think of it like that. It's a purge of emotions. Don't go into your black hole, but purge your emotions. And it take, that takes me into a black hole, but not a dangerous one. Don't let it get dangerous. If you think it is, then have an accountability partner for those three days. Have somebody cry with you. Because you can't cry by yourself if you have somebody with you that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, misery loves company, so you got to tell that person you're going to be crying, too. You're not going to be just sitting there watching me cry. You're going to cry, too, because you're going you're gonna to be sad. Because that's, that, that's what's going to happen. Um, but I may, but I'm strong enough to do it by myself. Um, and by that, I mean I just don't have anything that's going to pull me down a darker path in those three days. But... Don't do it by yourself if that is going to pull you into a spiral or something. Like, no. Like, if you have any um, mental disorders, like bipolar or stuff like that, have an accountability partner there just in case. And let them watch those movies with you, cry with you, talk about whoever you miss. But three days. So on that, after those three days, you've purged it all out. It's gone. It's almost like you can just, like, take deep breaths and... Those sad things, you dwelled in it for those three days. Just thinking of it doesn't really take you to that place anymore because you've gotten it out. And and uh, so that's, that's just me with the rule of three on that. But now, like, so we just talked about all of our accomplishments, everything that we've done. Give yourself a award. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself an applause. Think of yourself standing on a stage, okay? with everybody that you love out in the audience and you're being introduced on the microphone by somebody cool, somebody famous, I don't know, somebody you like, somebody you love, and them just saying, I'm about to introduce to you this amazing person. They're talking about you, okay? And then they list some of your accomplishments because that's, you know, like people are still cheering in the crowd. People are like, "Woo, yes, parenting! You did it! Getting through school! Woo!" And they're just cheering you on. And then you walk out on that stage, beaming. That's how you should feel right now in that step, in the step that I'm talking about, the the um, perspective of the past. That's how you should feel walking out on that stage. That's you right now. Next step of the second P is perspective of the present. You see where I'm going with this? So at this point, you already counted your blessings. You counted your accomplishments. You are beaming. Like you think of yourself that, you know, you just got introduced on the stage. All your accomplishments. And now... You're going to go a step further. <laughs> now I'm going to appreciate them that much more because I'm going to think of people who would kill to be in my shoes. Don't don't be weird about this, okay? Don't be like, oh man, someone so is jealous of me. That's not what I'm, and that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing at all. But you'll see where I'm going with this, okay? Just hang in there. Um, so... I've talked about this before. We have a habit of looking at someone's big old house and being like, man, Janet has a big old house. I don't have a big old house. I wish I had a big old house. So we're in reverse now. We're stopping the negativity process and we're doing the positivity process. And we are going to drill in these things that normally come naturally to us opposite the negative stuff comes opposite and it comes naturally we are going to drill these positive things in until they become natural and for me they're just natural but for you i want them to be natural because it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing being positive i mean i was going to tell you i had an uber driver yesterday that was driving me around and was so positive it made me happy. Like, it just brought some positivity into my happiness. And I'm already happy. So it was just, it was nice. It was like, dang, it's cool to see other people be so positive, you know? Like, I'm not the only one that's looking today, looking at today like a beautiful day. And 
you know, and has all these great things to say. And it really, it's a mindset. When you find other people in that mindset, it's pretty dang cool. So, anyway. The perspective of the present is, and like I said, we have a habit of doing the exact opposite and comparing ourselves with people who have more than we do. And this is something that, like I said, society has drilled into us to meet a standard of perfection. Always putting in our faces people with better lives and houses than we have. But by who? Who are we measuring the standard of perfection, right? Because is Janet with that big old house, is she perfect? No. Okay. And Jesus is the only one that was ever perfect. He's the only perfect being ever. And nobody ever says, I wish I was Jesus. I've never heard that in my life. Right? Because he was crucified and I don't think anybody wants to have gone through that. But he was perfect. Okay? Perfect. And he didn't, he didn't have big old house. He didn't have the, the things, the things that we sit there and pine over and say, I wish I was this other person, blah, blah, blah. Right? People compare themselves with celebrities and rich people. Even friends they have that seem to have more than they have. People do it all the time. I wish I was Celine Dion. I wish I was Carmen Electra. I wish I was, like, Shakira. I wish I was uh, everybody. The Weeknd. Oh, let's talk about The Weeknd. Woo! Okay, so we're talking about a famous person, a celebrity, right? We always compare ourselves with celebrities. Why are celebrities famous people, people that we compare ourselves to, to to a standard of perfection? Because we, in our mind, that's perfect. That's what we aspire to be. Why are they also trying to achieve perfection if they're perfect? Why are we trying to be like them when they also are not happy with themselves? Think about that. Okay, they're air, they're still airbrushing using uh, filters, um, not just that freaking getting plastic surgery to get bigger lips and better faces and then destroying themselves in the process. Because we're going to talk about the weekend. Um, hello, why did you do that to yourself? You were already a good looking person. You're already a celebrity that people wanted to be like and aspire to. And then you just got plastic surgery and ruined your face. And now you look like a potato. I'm just saying, like, plastic surgery ruins you. I'm I'm going to say that outright. Like, there's some, you know, obviously there's some procedures to make you look a little better. But I'm just saying, like, when you're going in and hacking your face up, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't try for bigger lips and, you know, like, a flatter nose and, like, all the... Like, my thoughts are, if you aren't happy with your face that you've had to look at in the mirror for as many years as you are alive, with the exception of the amount of months that you were a baby and you couldn't look in the mirror. But if you are happy with that face, I mean, if you aren't happy with that face, then you're never going to be happy with anything else in your life. You have to, you have to look at that face and love that face. And now there are things that you know, may need, like if you have a growth or something, yeah, you may need plastic surgery to get that. But I'm I'm just talking about just looking in the mirror at your nose, your eyes, your mouth, your cheekbone structure. Love that face. Love it. It's your face. It's no one else's face. You don't want to be like uh, the, the celebrities. Why? They're there. They are who they are. You are who you are. And you have a beautiful face. Start appreciating the things that you have. Your face is one of those things that makes you unique and beautiful. And I guarantee you, there's someone out there that also loves your face. I'm just saying. like, There's somebody out there who loves your face. Oh, so... um, People's... Like, I was using a situation where, at the time, I was a part-time employee 
and I was like, sorry for all the yawning. Um, when I was saying like we compare ourselves even with people that we know in person, and so we're like, man, I wish I was a full time employee like Bill over there. He has it so good. I'm only part time and I can barely pay the bills. That mentality leads to a trickle-down effect that ultimately will produce a terrible day. No matter how good the things happen to you that day, you're still going to have a bad day. Because that mentality puts you in a bad mood, puts you in a bad day. Good things could happen all over the place. You won't even notice. You won't even notice that lady across the way smiling at you. That guy, you know, like, uh, filling out a survey to make, you know, say you had did a wonderful job or you know, like, you won't notice the good things. You won't. You won't because you're hung up on, man, I wish I had this, man, I wish I had that. So doing the complete opposite should produce a great day, right? Changing your mind frame to consider those who have less than you actually makes you more appreciative of what you have. Think about that. Now I'll think, man, I have it so good. I work at a great place with great people. And there are some people who don't even have a job. And some that wish that they could even have a part-time job like mine because there are so many opportunities where I work to move up. And in that moment, I've solidified my attitude for a great day. I have a bounce in my step, a smile on my face, a twinkle in my eye, and I'm not even done yet. It's just second, second part of the second step. So reminiscing on this step okay like going through this marinate in it you're looking at yourself as having more than some people a lot more abundance of things more than some people think about that you're now not looking at yourself as not having enough not having as much as this person over here but now you're looking at Man, somebody would kill to be in my shoes. There's always someone who has less than you. There's always someone who has more than you. But there's always someone who has less than you. Focus on that. Focus on it. When, we, when we're in our cars and we're driving and our, our, our little, little four-banger cars are, you know, like making a little noise or something or we're not happy about the scratches in our car or, you know, we're like, man, this car is a piece of junk. Like, But it's getting you from point A to point B, right? Is it not? Is it getting you somewhere? Or would it be worse if you were walking? As, that's all I'm saying. You're looking at this dude that goes by real fast in his sports car. And you're like, ah, if only I had 250 grand to drop on a car. Right? Like... In your mind, that's what happens when somebody speeds by in in a Lamborghini or a Porsche, right? Is we, our mind just goes there? Why? Why aren't we going by the people walking and saying, "Man, I know those people would be killing right now to be in this car and not walking," right? What we 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 don't think that. We don't even pay people attention that are under, like, you know, do we have less than us? We don't even pay them attention. But our mind should pay them attention because that could be us, right? And if you're walking, you know, if you're that person walking or riding a bike, you you could have no legs and have to get everyone in a wheelchair and push, push yourself with your hands. You know? Think about that. You... You could be not even in a wheelchair. You just be like some some veterans I've seen don't even have a wheelchair. They just have a little skateboard. No legs and they're just going around on a skateboard and that's how they get around. There's always someone who's less than you. So appreciate what you have. Whether it's your legs, your bike, your car. Appreciate how you get around. Because there is someone out there who has less than you. And that's a serious thing. Be in that moment of, wow, I have a lot. I have it good. 
right now, in this moment, I have a lot more than a lot of people. If you compared yourself to almost the entire population of Africa or Iran, Iraq, those countries, a lot of people suffer with dirt floors and barely able to eat, barely able to survive. And some of them don't even have roofs over their heads. You have so much. Americans, we, if you're an American, because I don't know, this is a podcast, so it's going all over. But as an American, I'm an American. Sadly, I'm not super proud of it because the way America has gone. But I, I feel like we need to adopt more of an attitude of understanding that we have an abundance and we're not a third world country and we're blessed to not be a third world country and we're a wasteful country. People are very wasteful in this country and instead of being wasteful, we should look at ourselves as having a lot and appreciating it and not wasting it. I feel like I feel like that would change our mentality. We've got people who are homeless in America that have it better than people in other countries because they have soup kitchens to go to and I was homeless, so I know this I know that life. You're sleeping on a park bench, but you you know, you have some blankets. You have you have people who come around and give you food and give you you know, there's outreach programs and there's churches that are helping and there are people with a heart willing to help you in other countries. Everyone's suffering. There's no one that can be like, hey, you want a blanket? Because there, there, there's not any. Food is so scarce in some countries that they, they're starving. We don't have that problem here. We're not starving. Even the homeless aren't really starving because there's places for them to go. You know, there's always places. So you ha- you have an abundance. You have a lot. If you have a roof over your head, if you're, if you have a car, you are doing better than the, the entire population, mo- most of the entire population of Africa. I'm just throwing that out there, right? So just consider the things you have as blessings. And not wishing that you had more. Don't try to think of everything that you need to upgrade. Think of yourself and everything that you have as an upgrade. You People would kill for that upgrade. Now we're going to move into the last part of the second P. And it's perspective of the future. You know, funny when we talk about the future because I thought... We're in 2021 right now. And I thought by 2020, we were going to have flying cars. Is, did anybody else think that? Because I watched the Jetsons and I was like, 2020? We are going to have flying automobiles. And we're going to be so far advanced in technology. We're just going to like talk to robots that what we want to eat. And they're just going to produce it for us. Like I had that mind. It was so far in the future mentally. But that's not too far off really. The... The technology is pretty um, progressive and and it's it's really advancing at a very exponential rate that we are um, that technology is just getting so so much further in a small amount of time than it used to be in a, like let's just say in fifty years. Oh, let's say 10 years. Yeah, let's say 10 years. We will have advanced further in ten, the next 10 years than we have in the last 100 years. And that's progressing. We're progressing at that, that rate where at some point, one year of technology is going to be more than the past 50 years, right? Pretty neat. Pretty neat stuff. Anyway, back to, I go off on tangents, sorry. Perspective of the future, 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 future. I agree, of course, that the future is unseen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody can predict the future. But you can see how far you have to go to get where you want to be. 
right? You can say, I am here and I want to be there. So how many steps do I have to take to get there? This is where you motivate yourself and think, hey, I'm a part-time employee, but if I work really hard, a full-time position becomes available, then I'll, I'll be considered for it. This is where you're putting all these things into practice that I was talking about. Instead of trying, you're training for your future, for things that you want. This is where you're able to put that into your head instead of saying what I was saying before, instead of going with the whole, oh, at least Billy Bob over there, or he has a full-time position. That is my stomach. Y'all just heard my stomach growl. That's insane. Anyway, I'm not cutting that out. It was real stuff. It just hurt my stomach growl. Anyway, so, um, so you see where, like, this is a, this process all is connected because instead of you comparing yourself to someone who has more, you're looking at yourself of what you want out of life and not looking at someone else and saying, like, oh, I want what they have, but saying, this is what I want for my life and then taking the steps takes to get there instead of just wishing and hoping on a shooting star whereas you'll never get anywhere that way i'm sorry but the stars don't care about you they don't um so so of course of course there's a lot of steps to get to where you want to be okay you're not like on mount everest and being like well I just want to go three feet and then I'm, I'm good. That's, that's where I want to be. Hey, you want to get the top of Mount Everest? It's a, it's, it's tall mountain. And you're like, how will I ever get up there? How will I ever get through school? How will I ever get my degree? That's four years. How will I become a doctor? That's 10 years of my life. That's a long time. Right? It's a long time. How will I get through parenting? This is 18 years of my life. (laughs) I think that's the longest we ever have to commit to something besides a marriage. If we stay in a marriage for life. But like, oh my gosh, my stomach is talking to you. It has something to say. Um, But that's the longest we have to commit to a a accomplishment is 18 years. Really the rest of our life. Because our children are always... We're always modeling our behavior for our children, but at, at 18, they pretty much, that's, that's where they're out on their own. So like you're, you're off the hook for having to do everything for them. Hopefully, hopefully you're off the hook at that point, but that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so <clears throat> at this point you are motivating yourself and you're like, I'm going to, I'm, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to write a book. That's mine. Right now, I want to write a book. Right? Sounds paramount. Sounds so big. Sounds like Mount Everest. I'm going to write an entire freaking book. But I'm going to do it. And how I'm going to do it, right? This is how you do it. You don't look at the end result. I'm not looking at a finished book and saying how, what in the heck? That's so much. I'm not going to be able to do that. Because that, that is not the mindset that gets things done, okay? The mindset that gets things done is when you put one foot in front of the other and move forward. Tiny little baby steps. Little, little baby steps. That's how you get big results, is you take baby steps. So... Break it down even more to affect your day. At the time I wrote this, I was working at Best Buy and I loved it. I felt such a positive energy when I was there because everyone there is just always so uplifting, at least where I worked, at the one that I worked in was so uplifting. And everyone uplifts everyone. So to break down my goals on a daily basis there, I said, What can I do specifically today that will show that I am working hard toward my goal? And you always want to be thinking about that. What can you do today 
to get to where you want to be, right? Don't get caught up in that big jump between now and later, but instead all the little baby steps in between because they are much more manageable. So how can I make the most of today in achieving my goals? If I have multiple goals, I try to make sure to include all of them in my process. One of my goals is writing this book, right? No, I'm not going to sit down and write it all in one day. But every single day I can contribute a small portion of my day, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, maybe 30 minutes. It doesn't matter. What matters is that I do it. That's the training part, right? You're doing it every day consistently and adding to what you did yesterday to make one step further into getting your end result. Now you're closer to your goal. In about a week's time, you're going to be you're going to have a regular step. In two weeks' time, two regular steps. These baby steps throughout the week get you that step. And then when you've gone months, you've gone years, when you've gotten to that, almost you're at the finish line, you're like, I'm the, I'm almost there. Like, I, I dang it, I did it. I'm, I'm here. I can see the finish line. That's because you dedicated and you trained yourself to do something every day. Nobody writes a book in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. I'm sure we've heard that saying before. It wasn't. It took people every day putting together that entire city. Every day there was somebody doing something. And there was a lot of people doing something. But building a house. One brick at a time. You just can't throw it together. And some things you have to wait on. Some things you literally can't take the next step because you have to wait you have to wait for something. You have to wait on something. You have to have that patience. But just know that if you're doing something every day to contribute to the goal, even if you have to wait, even if you're waiting, there's something you can do in the wait. Like say say I get to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, because the end result for me would be someone being able to buy my book, right? So like say I'm at the point where I'm trying to get it approved by publishers, I've already sent it in. I've done everything. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm still building myself up with positivity. I'm still every day telling myself, any minute now, any day now, they're going to they're gonna publish it. They're going to do it. You're still moving toward that goal of positivity. You're still, you're still pushing yourself toward that goal. Hey, I might even already start in my head, start marketing what I'm going to do for marketing it. You know, that you're... You're still doing something toward your goal every day, even if it's little, okay? So no, I'm not going to write a book in one day, but I can contribute a small portion of my day every day to reaching that goal. It's not usually any one big thing that anyone does to change their life significantly. Think about that. Your life doesn't change. Your life can change in, a, in just a few moments with something big that happens to you. But there's nothing big that you are going to do in a small amount of time that's going to change your life. Usually. I mean, if you, you do something drastic, like kill someone, yeah, it will change your life or go to prison. But what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is you're not going to write a book in a day. You're going to build Rome in a day. You're not going to accomplish a goal in just a day. Otherwise, it's just walking up a hill and you did it and ooh, yay for you. It's not, it's not hard. It's not an accomplishment if it's nothing, if, if it doesn't take any effort. But if it, it takes the things that you're putting the effort into to get to where you want to be, that's an accomplishment. You can't say, well, I put on my clothes today. That's an accomplishment. Unless, unless, unless it's a feat for you to put on your clothes. Unless you're missing an arm and you put on your clothes and you, you literally had to go through an entire you know, workout routine to get those clothes on, um, or, or, um, you have fatigue on so many levels that you have to do a little bit by a little bit, one leg and then rest and another leg and rest. And I mean, then that putting clothes on would be an accomplishment. But if you're just regular Joe Schmo and you're just putting on your clothes, well, I got dressed. No, you're not going to call that an accomplishment. We're not going to give everyone a gold star. 
That's not how this works. Things that you have to do to put effort in, things that you have to train for, those are your accomplishments, okay? So back to what I was saying with the big thing, it's not going to be a big thing that you do. It's going to be instead a bunch of little routines, decisions, and self-disciplines that bring you closer to that final goal, training. These goals seemed like a giant leap from the beginning. But each time you move closer to that goal, that gap becomes smaller. Once I reach a goal, I add it to my wall of accomplishments in the perspective of the past step, and I am still quickly thinking about my next one to keep myself driving forward. Put it in that positivity room. On that wall of accomplishments, you earned it. Okay? Anytime you, you accomplish something, build yourself a trophy in your mind. If you've got to do it in real life, then do it. Like, go down to the trophy store, get yourself a dang trophy, and put on there what you accomplished. If you have to have a visual in your room, even, of your accomplishments, who cares if someone comes in and says, um, does that trophy literally say number one or, like, whatever, like, accomplished grade school? Does that, is that what that says? Do you have a trophy for that? I'm like, heck yes, I do. Do you know how hard it was? A graduating college. It's, it's big. They have, there's a ceremony for it because it's huge. You get things for the accomplishments. But if you don't, if you happen to not get those things, if you, you ran a 5K and you don't get anything, you don't get a trophy or whatever, get yourself one. Whatever you do that you had to push through, get yourself a visual medal, a visual trophy. Put it on your wall. Make yourself a plaque. Make yourself a certificate of completion. Do something. If, if you need that, that visual, then do it. I have a visual room in my head, but it would actually be kind of cool to start just like making trophies and things for things that I've done. It'd be kind of cool. I'm, I'm considering that. So there's a level of comfort for me in this process because it feels good to always be moving toward new goals. It feels good to be productive. And that radiates inside of me more positivity. And then, then we're on to the final step of the three Ps. And you will learn what that is tomorrow. Thank you for sticking with me and through this whole thing. I really appreciate everyone who listens. And I hope you get something out of it. Hope it's not too confusing. If so, I can clarify it for you. Just let me know. Ashstarasmr at gmail.com. Two R's on the star. And spread love, light, and positivity everywhere you go. Put a smile on your face. Think of all the happy things in your life. Think of all the things you've accomplished. Think, think of where you want to be and where you want to go and what steps it's going to take to get there. Start training for your future because you're a champion and you've gotten to where you are today because you've accomplished all the things from your past and now you're where you are today and you're going to keep accomplishing things. You're going to be a better human today than you were yesterday and be a better human tomorrow than you were today and you're going to do it because you're amazing and you're awesome and you're powerful and you have power. In that positivity, you have power. I don't care who you are on this planet. That positivity brings power. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.